Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report, backed by popular demand. We have a previous guest, and we received a lot of phone calls from New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania about our guest, Jean Shafiroff. And I'm taping this in her beautiful home in Florida, where I met her uh, fine husband. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about Jean Shafiroff. She's an American philanthropist, author, advocate, and socialite serving on multiple national and regional philanthropic boards. She is the ambassador and spokesperson for the American Humane Feed the Hungry COVID-19 program. She's the host of the television show Successful Philanthropy, and we're going to be talking a lot about philanthropy today. Let's uh, first talk about something that we forgot to talk about last time, but you're very active with the Southampton Hospital. I believe they're building a new hospital and you're involved with the philanthropy and perhaps there may be people in the Hamptons who are listening uh, this morning to the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520 who might want to give a donation if it's a dollar or a hundred thousand dollars. First, Brian, I want to thank you for having me back on your show and yes, the Stony Brook Southampton Hospital located in Southampton, New York, is something very near and dear to me. I serve on the board of the Southampton Hospital Association, and I've chaired their big fundraising gala three times in the past, where we've raised about $5.4 million from wow. those three galas. Yes, and why is this hospital so important to the entire eastern end of Long Island. Well, on the South Fork, it's the only hospital, and so when people need a hospital, they're going to go to the Stony Brook Southampton Hospital. The facility has gotten older, and now it's time for us to build a new hospital. And right now, we're in the midst of a capital campaign We'd like to raise about $250 million, which is a lot of money, but needed. And when a physical structure becomes too old, well, it's time to move forward. And this hospital benefits absolutely everyone in the community. Young people might say, well, why do I need such a good hospital? Nothing's ever going to happen to me. 
We see so many people in that hospital who are there because they fell around the pool, they're in a car accident, they're very, very young people. A good hospital is needed for everyone. And so for anyone who wants to donate, you can go to the website of Stony Brook Southampton Hospital and donate. Your contributions will be greatly, greatly appreciated. Wonderful. It sounds like a worthy program. We encourage all of our listeners to the Rusk Report and the Bet 1520, particularly if you're in New York City or in the Hamptons, Long Island, and you want a quality hospital, we urge you to give and give generously to the Southampton New Hospital. Uh, let's talk uh, a bit about uh, philanthropy, why this is so important to work hard to acquire wealth and then give back to those in need. Brian, as you know, life is not equal. Those that have resources, I believe, have a true obligation to give. I wrote a book called Successful Philanthropy, How to Make a Life by What You Give. And in that book, I say that anyone can become a philanthropist. For those that don't have financial resources, you can donate your time and knowledge. And so many Americans do this. We, our country is actually based on philanthropy since its beginnings. People have been very involved in giving. Now anyone who's made a good life for themselves and uh, they've earned a lot of money and they're successful, well, I believe they have an obligation to give back because we need to help and provide for those that are struggling. Put yourself always in someone else's place. What if you just lost a job, your family had no food, what would you want to do? You would want to obviously run out and try to get a new job, you'd try to help, but you'd be under a lot of stress. So any help that you could get, get would be greatly, greatly appreciated. I'm saying if you want to get involved in helping, do something by looking for a good charity. And I can go into that, Brian, when you ask me about that. Very good. For those who just tuned in to the Rusk Report, we're speaking with philanthropist and author Jean Shafaroff in Jupiter, Florida. I'd like to talk a little bit, and you lecture on this, you speak about this, you write about it, and that's integrity. Uh, it seems that often people want to take the fastest route, and integrity and ethics seem to be put on the shelf. And people are so eager to be successful, wealthy, and respected that integrity is not important. Why to you? Gene Shafaroff is an author and a philanthropist. Why is integrity so important to you? Integrity is key, and I don't really see how anyone can truly become successful and feel good about themselves if they do not live a life filled with integrity. I say successful people, generally, they possess kindness, intelligence, integrity, a willingness to give back, and a desire um, to be a role model. And how can anyone be a role model 
without integrity. Right now we see in our world, we're seeing a lot of crime in, in, in the state of New York, especially Tremendous in New amount. York City. Tremendous amount. Yes, and, and what, what message is this to young children? We've defunded our police, which I think is a terrible thing. We need our police. We need some order to this world. And integrity of, is part of creating some order and some sense of responsibility. And for our young children, what message are we giving if they think they can go into a store and steal? This is so wrong, so, so very wrong. And I'm just hoping that we can equalize or normalize what's going on right now and go back to having more law and order in um, our state and in other states and in our country because this only divides us as a nation and makes us weaker and we don't want that. Very true. Uh, in fact, um, we've had the guest and you've had him on your television show, John Katsimatidis, and he said he has to have a big baseball bat at his Gristiti stores because there are these thieves who come in and they walk out with ten stakes and just walk out. I mean, uh, what type of integrity do these people have uh, stealing and uh, not working for these products? It's very wrong and besides making it unsafe for others around them, another thing in, in the city of New York, well when people read about New York they don't want to come here because, or to New York City because they're afraid it's too dangerous. I just came back two days ago from Dubai where it's a very, very safe place, very clean, and absolutely no crime is tolerated. Now, we have crime in this country, but we need to reduce the crime, and we need also to have good prison reform. I'm, I'm not for throwing and locking people up forever and ever, but I am for seeing a better balance and, and, and people shouldn't be able to go into a store and steal. This is 1,000% wrong. Terrible. For those who just tuned in to the Rust Report, we're speaking with the author of the book, Successful Philanthropy, How to Make a Life by What You Give, Gene Shafiroff, with an introduction, and I've met uh, Georgina Bloomberg. Uh, so please get this book. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Yes, online, Amazon Books and BarnesandNoble.com. Again, the book is Successful Philanthropy. The author is our guest on the Rusk Report, Gene Shafiroff, backed by popular demand. A little plug here, Western New Yorkers love their traditions and the Ampol Legal Newspaper has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many tops and Wegmans grocery stores for home delivery call 716-835-954 that's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to thank those who have called regarding our recent guest John Kotsmatidis 
the owner of the 400 quick-fill gas, gas stations, U.S. Congressman Marcus Molinaro, and former Ambassador to the Vatican, Francis Rooney. We have coming up Lawrence Lemer, famous author, will be on our program. He has a book out that's a bestseller on the Capote women, and in October his new book is coming out, Hitchcock's Blondes. As Alfred Hitchcock had an obsession with blonde actresses. <laughs> okay, uh, a little bit more information about our guest, Jean Shafiroff, philanthropist. She grew up on Long Island, New York. Her parents were former music chairman and director of district bands for the Levittown Long Island schools, and mother Rose, a painter former textile designer. She graduated from Holy Trinity Diocesan High School in Hicksville, New York. Our guest today on the Rusk Report, author and philanthropist Jean Shafiroff. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about your daughter's uh, philanthropy. I understand she started a 501c3 called Global Strays. What is the, that all about and how can people give to global strays. Yes, philanthropy, first off, I believe is something that we all need to teach our children about. And we need to teach them to become sharers and then to be kind. That's the first step. So, in my family, I have two daughters. The older daughter does a lot of volunteer work. She has a master's in social work does a lot of volunteer work in Africa. The second Good. daughter is the founder of what Brian just spoke about, the charity Global Strays. Global Strays is an animal welfare charity, so if you love animals, this is a charity you might want to look into. And what does Global Strays do? Well, Global Strays sends money to animal rescue groups outside of the United States to help with number one, animal welfare, number two, re-education of the people on the proper care of animals. And a lot of the money that Global Strays is raising is going to Latin American countries. If you've been uh, to a place like Costa Rica or Puerto Rico, Nicaragua, you see that the animals are mostly the dogs or mostly street animals and they're not being treated very well. So we are trying to re-educate the people. It's easy to do this with children. Children actually love animals. So if you can teach the children, you start a new generation of people that care and think about the welfare of animals. We also work uh, with working horses to supply veterinarian services. And uh, we're in Nicaragua, a place that's very, very poor. And of course, we're working hard uh, to help those that don't have the resources or the wealth. And it's a very, very gratifying thing to be involved with Global Strays and to help out a little. And if you want to give, uh, the website is Global Strays. I think it's .org or globalstrays.com. But if you type in Global Strays, it'll come out right away. Very good. Now, in your book, 
you write about giving because we are grateful. You seem to be a very grateful person. You, you lead a wonderful life. You travel around the world. You're very generous. You give to charity, so I think you have an inner fulfillment. What in your life are you grateful for, author and philanthropist Jean Shafiroff? I'm grateful for so many things. And Brian, if we just trace my background, you mentioned I grew up on Long Island. My parents were very middle class. I was educated at Columbia University. My first career was as a physical therapist. I have a BS in physical therapy from the College of Physicians and Surgeons at Columbia University. I also have an MBA, a master's in business in finance from Columbia. I worked on Wall Street for a number of years. My life changed. I became successful. I've had a good life. It's my responsibility to give back. I've had this great life and I see, I've seen so much suffering, human suffering, through my job as a physical therapist and then also as I've traveled around the world, places like Nicaragua, places like Cambodia, so many places where there's extreme poverty. And when you see that, you begin to wonder, why is my life like this and why is their life so difficult? You realize that we have to be grateful for all we have and we have to do something about it. And that's why I got involved so heavily in philanthropy. Let's talk about something a little bit uh, off the beaten path, and that's about wealth and wealth creating charity. Uh, I had the great pleasure of working with David Koch for many years, and he gave $1 billion for cancer research individually. One man gave a billion dollars for cancer research. So isn't it very important for people to acquire wealth so they can give back? Because a poor man can't feed a poor man. You have to have wealth in order to give to help the poor and the needy. Your feelings on that, Gene Shafiroff. There is nothing wrong with success. As a matter of fact, success is a good thing. And if you work hard, you live an honest life, and you manage to be successful, well, that's a good thing. Once you achieve that success, I believe you have an obligation to do something like Mr. Koch. He gave a billion dollars. Well, not everybody can give a billion dollars. I certainly can. I'm not in that situation. Right. But we do what we can. Yeah, what a great man. Okay, let's talk about uh, the importance for caring for the less fortunate. You, you speak of that as sort of an unwritten obligation to give to those less fortunate. How do you do it? How should others do it? Author Gene Shafroff, and again the book is Successful Philanthropy, How to Make a Life by What You Give, available throughout the world. Let's talk about that, please. There are a few ways you can do this. The first I recommend is by finding a charity that's well run and where you, you have trust. In as to how they utilize their money. Another thing, if you have a neighbor who you see is really struggling, well, you could 
put some groceries on the doorstep or help them a little. One thing I caution about, and that is, you may be receiving emails, I'm receiving emails, I'm receiving messages on my social media platforms mm -hmm. asking for money. A lot of these asks are fake asks, meaning they're dishonest people who find out a little bit about you and want you to give them money. Well, you can't trust everybody. You don't know who these people are. I'm getting requests from all over the globe, really, and as much as I might want to give them money, I can't do it. So my advice, find a well-run charity and give through a charity. And how do you know if a charity is well-run? Well, the first thing you can do is go to three different websites, GuideStar, Charity Navigator, and the Better Business Bureau, because they rate charities based on how well they're run and how well they utilize the funds that they bring in. Very good. A little bit more information about Gene Shafiroff, but first, if you're listening in Buffalo, New York, Montreal, or Washington, D.C., drop a note. We'd like to hear from you. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand. Please write to Brian Rusk, the Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. A little bit more information about Gene Shafroff. Again, the book you can get online or at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's called Successful Philanthropy by Gene Shafroff. She received a Bachelor of Science degree in Physical Therapy from Columbia University's College of Physicians and Surgeons and an MBA from Columbia Business School. Jean Shafiroff worked as a physical therapist at St. Luke's Hospital, New York City. Later, she worked in public finance and in private partnerships on Wall Street, including a post in the Corporate Finance Department of Investment Bank, L.F. Rothschild. Our guest today, Jean Shafiroff. Let's uh, uh, talk about philanthropy benefiting others around us and expanding our life experience. And you talk about how this expands our knowledge of people. Let's talk about that. Jean Shafiroff. Well, Brian, when you get involved with a charity, and first off, you, anyone who wants to get involved with a charity, Follow your passions and get involved where there's a need. And so by getting involved in philanthropy, it expands our knowledge. We see, we see people suffering. We might want to get involved with a charity that helps those people who really don't have food on the table. Or you might want to get involved with a charity maybe that's involved in breast cancer research or prostate cancer research or some other kind of of cancer research or, or any medical condition, get involved somewhere where you think you want to be involved and where you can learn. And Brian, I don't know if this answers your question, but through getting involved in philanthropy, we expand our entire world. We learn about something new, we meet new people, we see that huge problems exist, and we learn ourselves. Very good. Now, a term that you mentioned, and I really have not heard this 
in the past about giving, and you refer to that as impact giving. Could you explain that to our audience on the Rust Report? What is impact giving? Yes, impact giving is where you make a big donation and make an impact. For example, during the COVID pandemic, there was great need uh, for food to reduce food insecurity. And so if someone decided to make a big gift to help with food insecurity and, and alleviated hunger, well, that's called impact giving because they made a big impact. Another way to create an impact gift would be to give to an educational institution that might want to build a new school or to give to a hospital that might want to build a new hospital and often someone who's very very wealthy will make a major gift they'll end up getting their name on a building and they create great impact because perhaps they're building a new section of a hospital and that's what we call impact giving very good we just have a minute left on the rusk report on the bet 1520 your daughter is involved with philanthropy with global strays let's just uh, talk a little bit about getting young people involved volunteering is a good way to begin yes volunteering and then for young people get involved with a charity maybe that has a junior group you'll meet people your own age you'll socialize with them and most likely there will be mentorship opportunities for you, for you to be mentored, and then maybe for you also to serve as a mentor. But often when young people get involved with young groups, they feel more at home and they like the socializing. They also like that uh, they're learning and they're doing good. We still have about a minute left on the program and I'd like to talk a little bit about what you mentioned before the taping about following your passion for giving. Will you do more when you're passionate? Yes, and I say in my book, Successful Philanthropy, How to Make a Life by What You Give, you absolutely should follow your passions. And what does that mean exactly? It means that if you are passionate about finding, say, a cure for cancer, then get involved with a cancer charity. If you're interested in finding a cure for heart disease, get involved with a charity, for example, the American Heart Association. If you're interested in lessening poverty, get involved with an anti-poverty charity. Get involved where you have an interest, and again, where you think the charity is well run, and then where you might be able to make a an impact or make a difference. Wonderful. Again, the book is called Successful Philanthropy, backed by popular demand. The author, this available worldwide, Gene Shafiroff. Also, special thanks to Kevin Carr, our director of production on the Rusk Report. Again, any thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, the Bet 1520-500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Thank you for enlightening us once again, author and philanthropist, Gene Shafiroff. Have a great week. 
You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.